What's good, everybody? Happy Monday to you. I'm Rob Stats Guerrero. Welcome to another Niners Nation podcast. Going to be a quick show today, but I became aware of some George Kittle comments from late last week that I hadn't heard before. I literally just saw them this morning when I woke up, and something about them struck me that I wanted to share with you because I've noticed a change in George Kittle and how he's talked about the quarterback situation for the 49ers going back to December and how it has slowly changed as the 49ers quarterback position has changed. And I think it's interesting because people often pointed to Kittle as a reason why Jimmy Garoppolo was going to stick around and going to be here forever. And I think if you look at the entire picture, you'll see that I don't think the guys in the locker room are as attached to Jimmy as some of the fans are. So we'll get to that. Also, Trey Lance spoke last week about before his first rookie minicamp practice, and I didn't get a chance to throw those on the feed yet, so I want to throw the two most interesting comments from Trey Lance on the feed for you as well because, uh, you know, I think we can we can take a couple of things away from some of the things he said, and so I want to share those with you. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network. You'll get this show. You'll get all our great shows, including the Niner Nation Podcast coming tomorrow. I believe Eric Crocker is going to join Nate and Leo on that, so you're going to want to check that out. But all right, enough preamble, enough stalling. Let's get to it now. We'll start with the Trey Lance stuff. A couple of comments from him that I liked. Um, Nothing earth-shattering, but, you know, I tried to examine what everybody says especially the rookies like this is our time to get to know these people and or especially early on too as a a guy who's been producing shows for years what you learn is sometimes the rookies haven't had that sort of media training yet where they're not as polished in what they say sometimes they're a little more honest than maybe they would be later in their career so I think you can take some things away early on that maybe after they've been through it for a year or two, they're smart enough to phrase things in a different way and you might not get as much information out of them as you can when they're new players, basically. So first thing from Lance is talking about the playbook because we've all heard that the 49ers have a complicated system and yada, 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 takes a long time to learn and all that stuff. Well, Lance was asked about that and here's what he said in terms of how much of the playbook he knows. It's an NFL playbook, so it's a lot. Uh, And I got a lot to learn for sure. Uh, But I also have great people around me, great coaches, and obviously great guys in the quarterback room. So just looking forward to, like I said, learning from them as much as I possibly can. Um, And very thankful for the the people at North Dakota State and my coaching staff and, you know, the offense that that we ran. uh, Because I think it did help me, whether it was just verbiage or, or, like you said, concepts. You know, it's putting guys in spots at the end of the day. The first thing is just how natural and relaxed he sounds talking to the media. It's a 21-year-old kid. He sounds like he's been in the league for years. You know, doesn't sound freaked out about the whole thing or anything like that. Very polished for a kid his age. And I love what he said. Basically, he told you, yeah, the system at NDSU did help him. It did help him a little bit with some of the concepts and some of the things that he ran. I like that he just threw that out there. Now, he didn't set expectations too high and say, yeah, I know it all. It's, you know, it's basically I'm coming from a pro-style system already. That shows that he's mature beyond his years. He's smart. You know, if you set expectations too high, you set yourself up for failure. And that's not what he's doing. Like if you tell people to expect a seven and you deliver a five, well, then you look like a failure. But if you set expectations as a four 
and then deliver that same five, you look like a hero, right? And I feel like that's kind of what Trey was doing. He was not setting the expectations too high, but letting you know, yeah, this isn't all a foreign language to me. I have been a little bit prepared for this based on what I did in college. So I really like that from Lance. Obviously, he's not going to have as good of a handle on the playbook as Jimmy Garoppolo or the other guys that have been here. But it just leads me to believe that he's not going to be overwhelmed, right? Especially early on. And if you're hoping, as I am, that Lance starts right out of the gate, that's huge, right? That's what you want to hear. You want to hear that he's going to be able to put it together. He said he's learned a chunk of the playbook already, which is pretty impressive considering he's been with the team for like a couple of weeks. So that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Hopefully he continues to pick it up. Plus, I do think that Kyle Shanahan, if he really wanted to, will be able to get Trey to a point early in the season where he knows enough of the playbook to where they can cobble together a game plan. I mean, he did the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo down the stretch in 2017. He'll figure it out. You know, hopefully he'll be able to come up and craft a system where even if he doesn't know everything, he knows enough to where they can get it done. And plus, and this is something Jimmy didn't have, the mobility is sort of his, I don't want to call it a trap door, I, I can't think of the word right now, but it, it's his get-out-of-jail-free card, basically. If he doesn't know the play or he screws up the read or something like that happens, he can just run. He always has that in his back pocket. He can run and keep the chains moving, and then he can get it, you know another chance to get on the same page with everything in the next play. So that was good to hear. That leads me to believe that him starting is a possibility right out of the gate. Long way to go. Again, we'll see. But I just, I like that comment from Trey, and hopefully it bodes good things for the future. The other thing that he was asked about, and this, you know, sometimes I look at some of these questions in the press conferences, and I'm like, why would you ask that? That's such a dumb question. But then you get an answer that actually tells you a lot about a guy or a situation. And that happened this time. Um, I don't know who asked the question, but they basically asked Trey Lance, like, what was it like putting on your jersey for the first time? Did it kind of like hit you? Were you awestruck by that? And listen to Lance's response. We had a walkthrough, so I wore my practice jersey a little bit ago. Uh, it's pretty cool, obviously. I think it's I'm kind of gotten past the point where it's surreal. It's it's work now. So um, it was probably cooler the day after the draft and draft day and everything like that. Um, right now, it's, you know, it's, it's my job. So I'm, I'm excited to get to work. I love that. I love that from him. Think about it. It's his first practice as a professional. He just turned 21 years old. And what he says is, I'm over it. I'm ready to work. I'm past the point where it's surreal. That's impressive to me. Like if he came out and was like, yeah, it hit me a little bit. You know, I was kind of blown away. It took me a couple throws to get into the swing of things. Like I would have agreed with him. Like that would have made a lot of sense to me. But the fact that he was like, nope, we're good now. Like he's, he's dealt with it. He's kind of compartmentalized it a little bit and now he's moved on that's a pretty damn quick adjustment if you're Trey Lance that's pretty fast to get into that mode now maybe he's lying through his teeth I don't know but if we're taking him at his word here that's impressive that shows me that this kid can handle things right that the moment is not going to be too big for him he's not going to get out there if he does start week one and pee down his leg he seems to be a really mature guy who doesn't get overwhelmed by the moment. You know, there's a thing we all have, I think, where there's part of our brain for most of us that wonders like, am I really supposed to be here? Like, how did I, how did this happen? How did, I can't believe it. Am I really supposed to be here? 
He doesn't have that. Some people don't have it. Usually the super high achievers, they don't have it. Tiger Woods, that kind of a thing. He doesn't have that sort of like self-regulation. It's not crazy to him that he was, you know, at North Dakota State and now he's in the NFL starting his first game. Like, he's like, yeah, that's part of the plan. Like, it is not too big for him. And I like that. That's what you want from your quarterback, right? You don't want a guy that panics back there that's in his own head. And Trey Lance doesn't strike me as that kind of a guy. And yeah, I'm probably overblowing things here, but I don't know. These are just first impressions, right? Like we have to get to know all of these people. And so as he speaks and we get to know him, you start to form a picture of who you think somebody is. And this is this is the early picture. You know, I used to work with Eric Casillas, who used to always talk about the Polaroid, right? The Polaroid is not developed on Trey Lance yet. We're still shaking the photo trying to figure out what the complete picture is. But the little bit that started to come in, I like what I see so far. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, I want to play some George Kittle for you. Because again, I think if you look at his comments about the quarterback from December up until recently, you'll see a big shift that shows that the support for Jimmy G in the locker room may not be as staunch as you think it is. Welcome back to Niners Nation Radio. Okay, George Kittle spoke late last week about the quarterback situation in San Francisco. And what he said was really, really interesting to me because when you look at everything that George Kittle has said going back to last season, his tune is starting to change a little bit. And I think it goes to show that sometimes the narratives that we establish don't always hold up or at least don't change given certain events. And I think that's sort of what you're seeing with the 49ers. Because if you go back to last year, What everybody was saying about Jimmy Garoppolo, all the players were saying, look, he's our guy. We love him. We've won with him. He's such a great leader. We love him in the locker room, blah, 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 blah. We all have heard that. And George Kittle was no exception. Going all the way back, I'm looking at comments from December 29th of 2020. Kittle told KMBR, Jimmy G is our quarterback. Moving forward, he's our quarterback, and that's all I have to say about it. I'm going to go with the guy that took us to the Super Bowl and played at a high level for the entire year. That's my case for Jimmy G, and I think it's a decent one. That's a show of support. No doubt about it. That is a strong show of support from George Kittle. Okay, that was during the season last year. Now let's go forward a little bit. Let's look at some comments from, this is February 2nd. So again, after the year, before the 49ers made the trade up for the quarterback though. He was on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. I still believe in Jimmy G. I think he's an incredible quarterback. I think he can lead us to another Super Bowl. I think we can win a Super Bowl with him. Talked about his leadership, blah, blah, blah. I'll keep dying on the sword because I think Jimmy G is a fantastic quarterback. He's got an amazing release, got a great arm and great touch. So I'm happy to have Jimmy G as my quarterback. And I know that we can win with him. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we'll go to April 28th. Day before the draft, after the 49ers have made the trade up from 12 to 3. What did George Kittle say? Kyle and John are doing whatever they can to make this team compete for a Super Bowl. And if they think that's bringing in another quarterback, another tight end, another fullback, another linebacker, whatever it is, they're just trying to make this team better and more competitive. I know the team trusts in them because they haven't led us astray yet. Now, earlier in that interview, he said that Jimmy G's our quarterback and that he hasn't won without him. But those two things are statements of fact, right? He was the quarterback, and they haven't won without him. That's not necessarily a vote of support. 
So his his opinion is changing now as the circumstances change. And I think two big things changed. Obviously, the trade up from 12 to 3, where the 49ers said that they're taking a quarterback. That's the biggest thing. But also, you had Garoppolo with the high ankle sprains last year. You had Kittle with some injuries last year. You had a lot of guys with high ankle sprains last year, frankly. Almost everybody on the team, I think there was like five or six. They all came back, except Jimmy Garoppolo. He didn't come back. Now, he had some reasons to not come back with his contract in that situation, and I totally understand that, and I think his agent was telling him not to come back, and I get it. But players, especially during a year, they don't care about that, man. And the 49ers, as crazy as their season was, I would say up until that Monday night game against Buffalo, they were still on the fringes of the playoff conversation. They weren't totally out of it yet. In fact, if they beat Buffalo, they would have gotten to 500, and I would have come on and told you that they could make a run to the playoffs. But Jimmy didn't come back. We all know how the season went, and I think a lot of guys started to look at him sideways in the locker room, and I think that eroded a lot of the support that he had there as a great leader, as a very tough player, because I think Jimmy is a tough player. He takes a lot of big shots And he usually bounces right back up from the big shots. You know, the ACL obviously is not something you could bounce right back up out of. He did play the entire half with the high ankle sprain when he he injured it early in the year last year. You know, he gets injured a lot, but that doesn't mean he's not tough. I think he is tough. But then when you have that sort of established character trait and then you get injured and then you voluntarily don't come back, but you're practicing... And everyone can see that you look like you're damn near 100%. Guys don't like that. That pisses guys off. Guys that may be playing with rib injuries, ankle injuries, knee injuries, whatever the case may be. They're out there busting their ass. And you're out here in practice looking good. And then you're taking Sunday off. So I think that eroded a lot of the support that Jimmy Garoppolo had in the locker room. And I think you see that change through Kittle's comments. So we get to last week, right? Trey Lance, rookie minicamp. He's had his first one. George Kittle was at a community event in Nashville, and he was wearing his Nashville Predators mask, and he was asked about the 49ers quarterback situation. Here's George Kittle. If my starting quarterback was scared of competition, I don't know if he'd be my starting quarterback. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited to see Jimmy G out there. Um, I'm excited to go back next week and see all those boys. And it's just going to be fun to play football again, and uh, like I said, competition is what makes you a good football player, and if you weren't competitive every single day, you know, fighting for your job, you're not going to perform at your best. You're not going to perform at your highest level. And that's what football is all about. So in December and February, George Kittle was dying on the hill for Jimmy Garoppolo. He said he would die on the hill for him. Now in May, he says, if my quarterback didn't want to compete, he wouldn't be my quarterback. Now he's all for open competition. So I would take these player voices of support with a little grain of salt. As we've seen, they can change. You know, just because they say nice things about them doesn't mean that all is well. I never heard any of the Seahawks guys say anything bad about Russell Wilson when he was winning all those games in 2012 and 13 and 14, and they were going to Super Bowls. But behind closed doors, they didn't like him. They didn't like him at all. And I think you saw that after the Super Bowl loss Guys kind of started to turn on him, and Seattle had to get rid of a lot of those guys because they needed it to be Russ's team, and they had to get rid of the stronger personalities in the locker room that were not buying into that. So 
I just think it's interesting. In December, Kittle's ready to die for Jimmy Garoppolo. In May, he's all about the quarterback competition. So I, if you're saying that they got to start Jimmy because he's got all this support in the locker room, maybe he doesn't. Just maybe he doesn't. Maybe in practice when they see Trey Lance out there throwing missiles down the field and Jimmy Garoppolo's throwing, you know, interceptions to the defense time and time again, which he does. He's a notoriously bad practice player. He's much better in games than he is in practice. Guys are going to see that. And I think they might think, you know what? Maybe Lance is just better. And he gets out there in a preseason game and starts to do well. I think there could be a tidal wave of support for him. I wouldn't be shocked at all if that's how it went. If Lance goes out and starts lighting it up, guys are going to want to follow him. They all know what the 49ers gave up to get him. Everybody's aware of that. I think that there's going to be a lot of people in the locker room that say, you know what? We gave up three first-round picks to get this guy, plus more. He looks good. He looks good in practice. He's playing well in the games. Let's go with him. So we'll see how it goes. But I just thought that shift in Kittle was interesting. And I wanted to make everybody else aware of it because a lot of this stuff, you know, it gets said and then it kind of vanishes. It goes into the ether. We don't remember it. So it's good to look back sometimes because you get a different perspective on what somebody might be thinking when you look at their comments over a period of time. So that's what I wanted to do with George Kittle. We'll see what happens with Trey Lance, but I liked what he had to say. I liked how he carried himself, how he dealt with the media. It all looks good now. Granted, we're a long way away from anything. But, you know, there's an expression when it comes to golf, you can't win a tournament on Thursday, but you can lose it. You know, he's Trey Lance is not winning any Super Bowls now, but there could be some red flags, some danger signs, but I haven't seen any of those yet. So that's obviously very good. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Not a very long show. Rate, review, subscribe. Again, please and thank you. It does help us. And Niner Nate and Leah Luna will be back tomorrow with Eric Crocker. So you want to catch that for sure. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Enjoy the day, everybody. And we'll talk to you later in the week.